Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac. Jordan Lopez could not be on today's episode. Uh, Obviously, for those of you guys that don't know, he does uh, not only cover the Denver Broncos, but he covers the UFC as well. And there's a a big UFC event tonight. I don't watch UFC. I don't know too much about it, but uh, he's busy with that right now. But Let's go ahead. Uh, we got a great episode lineup for you guys. Um, I know everybody loves to see our reactions after the game, post-game, everything that we learn from offense, defense, even though it's just preseason. Um, our episode did really, really well uh, last week after the Cardinals game. Um, and we kind of just like dished off our really, you know, raw, honest, um, you know, opinions and thoughts on what the Broncos, uh, what they look like in that game. Obviously, there's a little bit of a small sampler, uh, sample size from Russell Wilson and the starters today, but we still got a good look at them. Um, I know Jonathan Cooper and Randy Gregory p- played it all the way till the final moments of the, the fourth quarter. So I was really shocked that the Randy Gregory has had I- injury problems. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had him out there that long, but hey, man, he stayed healthy and they looked really, really good setting the edge, especially Jonathan Cooper. But all right, so uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, obviously like just like last week, uh, we start off with the good and then we go into the bad um, of the game. Uh, let's go ahead and start off the, from the positive takeaways, even though it's just a preseason game. I feel like there was a lot of clarity that we got from today's game last week. It was just kind of like a, you know, warming up trying to get you know some live action and see how these guys look in in game rather than just training camp but i feel like today we got a lot of clarity with some position battles um more specifically on offense um but let's just go and start off with the good i want to start off with uh kicker brent uh brent maher who was the leading kicker this entire week after uh, Elliot Fry got waived? Um, during today's game, he went two of two on his field goals, um, like one or uh, one of one or two or two on his PATs. Um, he didn't miss any kicks today, so that's that's one of the biggest takeaways. Uh, my hair looked pretty good. Um, maybe the field was a product of those kickers missing a lot of kicks last week in State Farm Stadium, but uh, I thought Brad Meyer looked really good today. Um, and I still think they're going to go look uh, for more kickers once the roster cuts start taking place, which are going to be really soon, considering there's only two weeks. Uh, one like, yeah, one, yeah. More, one more game at that. Yeah, One more game, and you only have a few more weeks of the regular season. So cuts are going to really start happening like this. Uh, probably Mondays when a lot of the big cuts are going to – you're going to see some big names get cut from teams. Um, so I think the Broncos might be on the lookout for another kicker. But, uh, you know – Without any more uh, rambling on that, um, what did you think about uh, Maher's performance today? Uh, start off, I mean, Maher, he looked better. I mean, despite the game he had, he didn't make a single kick in the last game. It was pretty bad. But, I mean, he had a – it was an improvement. You know, it's what I like to see. I still think they need to go out and get a kicker. 
preferably Robbie Gold. I mean, I know he's old, but I mean, we just have to, you got to make kicks some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't think it really matters, um, especially how thin the market is at kicker. Um, but I think he looked really good, though. I was surprised. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big advocate for Dustin Hopkins. Um, he was injured like most of the uh, off season um, last year, uh, and then obviously um, they have Cameron Dicker now uh, on their team, so he's kind of like one of the bigger uh, you know front runners to take their their starting he's kicker no job. Fan, so, yeah, definitely they're not going to move on from him, especially with the trajectory he's on and how well and uh, he's looked at the uh, kicker for Los Angeles. So, uh, Dustin Hopkins, I wouldn't mind at all. He's healthy now, um, and they're not they're obviously going to move on from Dustin. Hopkins really soon. Um, I'm not too even sure why they still have him on the roster. I don't know what the weird, reason is for it? that. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know if there, it's just a thing to push their starting kicker, what it is, but I don't know. Uh, regardless, he's not going to be a charger uh, week one. Um, so the, I, that's something that's like the number one kicker I would be looking at. Uh, you know, let's say Maher starts missing kicks again this week uh, in camp. Um, I know camp is officially you know, uh, close to the fans, but it's still going to be going on and uh, they're going to be, you know, uh, continuously evaluating Brad Meyer. So we're going to continue to get a look at him here from the media. And, you know, based off of that, the Broncos might go and look uh, for some more kickers. Yeah, I was going to say Dustin Hopkins, I'm not the biggest fan of just like, because I remember him in Washington and one of my best friends is a Commanders fan. Uh, Lord help him. But uh, I mean, he hated Dustin Hopkins like it was like a week to week basis like it was I always I clowned him so much I remember I played him and I had Dustin Hopkins as my kicker and mutt like it just it, like he hated Dust, Dustin Hopkins I mean he's very inconsistent he's kind of like McManus but worse like you never know what you, he's like he just he's very inconsistent um and I mean Cameron Dicker Dicker the kicker I mean he's he's balling in LA but I don't know I don't know if Dustin Hopkins is the answer. I would just go after Robbie. I don't know why Robbie has not gotten picked up yet. I think it's crazy. Yeah, he's definitely he's one of the guys that you know the people are guys that are predominantly orange have been a big you know uh, kind of rooting for him to be signed if Meyer does continue to struggle. Um, it wasn't a big sample size for Hopkins last year, and I will give you that. Um, but he did only miss like one kick the entire like. I think I can't remember how many games he played, um, but he did look very efficient last year with a uh, I think it was a partially torn hamstring, something like that. He was dealing with the hamstring injury. I know that. And so battling through that, I still think he looked really good. Um, maybe he's finding his groove. Who knows? Um, but if my hair keeps it up, I say just go ahead and move into the regular season with him. It seems like he's he's picking his confidence back up. Yeah, and I, that's why I say I was kind of surprised because kickers, when they go a game where they don't make a kick, and especially after the, the way Maher ended his season last year, you know, you don't really expect, like, guys like him for their confidence to get back up. But, I mean, it has, and I think it I think it kind of surfaced when Elliot Fry got waived and he didn't, you know, because it looked like Elliot Fry was winning the competition a little bit, and then they said, nah, we're going to stick with Maher and let uh, Fry go. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, next game, clean game, and then maybe he'll be the kicker. But I don't know, man. I just think Sean Payton, Sean Payton might sign a, another kicker before uh, next week's game to give another competition just to you yeah. know, make sure. Like, I mean, I, I know I would. Yeah, I definitely think you will. Uh, so next, moving on with the uh, the positive takeaways from this game. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Russell Wilson, RW3 himself, on that opening drive. It was actually the only drive he played in the game. Um, he had about 30 passing yards and 30 rushing yards on that uh, opening drive. Um, it only resulted in three points, but that was not Russell Wilson's fault. Uh, penalties kind of stalled the drive a little bit. 
Um, there was a holding on Cortland Sun that was a little questionable, but I understand why they called it. Um, and then I, I forget what the uh, the other call was um, on the, on that opening. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, it was the uh, it was the play where they were like uh, false start on everybody but the center or something something like that. Uh, where that's Kuchin crazy. Did, yeah, that's they, crazy. I don't know if you caught that, but apparently uh, Russell Wilson like called for the snap and he just didn't snap the ball in time, so everybody else moved but Cushenberry. Um, Cushenberry he played a good game today. But like there were some definitely there's some interesting moments where he did not look the best. Um, I felt like and there was also a bobble snap uh, with him and Stidham, uh, just like there was a few times in camp. So there's a there's a, a few like mishaps by him uh, in this game. But overall, Kushenberry didn't have his, his worst game. But uh, those two penalties ultimately stalled the drive. But Russell Wilson, let's just stay on that topic. I thought he looked really good Mo moving uh, as much as he can, finding his open running lanes, not taking too much time to throw the ball, not, you know, just trusting his gut and, you know, making the right play. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of positive to go off of Russell Wilson in this game. And Sean Payne showed that by taking him out after just one drive. Yeah. Um, everybody in the preseason is kind of like, man, if your first team offense is going out there scoring a touchdown, it's not good. I disagree. Because last off, because last year we saw arguably the worst offense in franchise history for us. So I'll take it if he got us in field goal range. But I do think he's looking very much more confident, especially in the pocket. Like you said, he's moving around a lot better. Um, and that's the main thing, man. He's he's getting the ball out quicker. Like that is a very good plus. Like if he's just able to just get the ball out quicker, then offensive line is going to look better, which it did look today. It didn't look as bad as it did in the first game. Um Besides that, you know, the cushion barrier, I mean, he has some very questionable plays, but you talk about that. Uh, yeah. But, no, Russ, Russ looked very sharp. And this person, he's looked pretty sharp on his throws, his decision-making, the way he moves. Him losing that weight, he definitely looks way more comfortable at whatever number he is, whatever weight number he is. He looks very comfortable there. And his throws, his throws look really good, too. So, I think it's a win. Yeah, I think they said he's uh, he's down at 215. Um, according yeah. to Sean Payton, he lost 15 pounds this offseason. He was um, 230 that, is crazy. I didn't know he was that heavy. I didn't know he was 230. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, just like Marshawn Lynch or whoever. I think that was Tariq Woolen actually. He said he was looking like a big meatball. I mean, no, he no, was, no, no. to be fair. No, wait, did he say a meatball? I thought he said he looked like a big – um like, I think he – I can't remember if he was like a big donut or something or like the Michelin man. He said something like that. I don't think it was a meatball. He looked like he looked like a meatball to me last year. That's the, that's for nah, sure. Yeah, no, sit, he didn't let him sit back in the pocket, and not even yeah, using like, his legs at all. That's not yeah, what Russ just, does. Yeah, yeah, he looked. He didn't look as slim as he did in Seattle. He looked very like, like he put on some weight and some muscle. Yeah. But now he looks like he kept the muscle and just lost some of the weight. I mean, he mm -hmm. looks really good. Like, yeah, really that first carry that he took um, where that was a really good decision, by the way, to go ahead and run that. There was not much, you know, where, that you could throw to in that play. And he took that running lane. Um, and I just got he, he did look a little slow. I'm not going to lie. But then you got to remember, man, he's 34 years old. He's not going to be out there. Look like Kyler Murray. Yeah, um, no, he, he's but not. He, he definitely looked a little slow. Yeah, no, like he, he doesn't have the same speed he did in his prime. For everybody out there thinking Russ is not going to be as quick as he was in Seattle, like yeah, definitely. That that's not gonna be it. But he can still be a threat with his legs in terms yeah. of making the right decisions, getting out of bounds. But all of that uh, running past DBs coming at him, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do as much as he did in Seattle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. 
Yeah, and I, I'm still I'm still okay with that because I feel like we have good pass catchers. I really do, and I think that we, we can have we have players to you know help extend those plays. Um, we saw him do that last year a little bit with Kendall Hinton and uh, Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sun as well. So we have some good safety blankets if some plays do break down and he needs to expend, extend the plays and not always with his legs. Um, if he's not able to beat a you know a linebacker or a corner to the edge and kind of you know escape the pocket, but. Um, Next, let's talk about my sweet, glorious king, uh, Javante Williams. <laughs> why you got to refer to him as that, man? Why? Like, wow, I guess. Man, you guys, you guys see the meat riding uh, Jordan does with Jerry Judy. This is I'm literally times two with Javante. Like, I, I don't make it super public because I got to be a little bit hey, less yes, you biased. Do. Yes, you I do. Gotta... Yes, you do. I've been better. I've been better with it. Okay. Ever since I got hired by predominantly orange, I've tried to be less biased about it, but mm -hmm. Javante yeah. Williams, he's going to be a top five running back after the season. Please. If, if you don't believe otherwise, then go ahead and block me on everything. I don't, I don't literally don't give a shit. He is my sweet, sweet, glorious King. And look at him, man. Four catches today. Ooh, I think he had like three carries, 12 yards. Dude, he looks like, no, but like, like, got some serious stuff. Why does he, how did he do this? I don't he literally know. It looks 110% right now. Like, no, it looks, it's scary. Like, a running back, like, for people who don't really know injuries, you can't, when you tear his knee like you did, you're not supposed to be running. Like, you're supposed to be just now getting back in somewhat of the flow of, Full body contact. Javante is ready, 100%. I don't care if people say, well, it's because he's young. You know, it's no, no, it's not normal. It's nothing's normal about that. That is scary. Like, that's scary. He's, I mean, he's back. Like, and he's, he's ready for week one. But then again, I, I just hope he doesn't get that regular workload. But I'm not going to lie. Javante making, like, catches. Sean Payton can turn him into that type of player to where he can, you know, plays receiving. Man, Javante's going to be insane. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I was getting a little bit of anxiety, though, when they targeted him like three or four times in a row. I'm like, okay, Russ, come on, chill out now. Let, let's ease it back in. Damn, but they're talking about him only getting 10 snaps. They're already doing the whole <laughs> offense to him. I'm like, yeah. chill out. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, the whole 10 snaps, he got the ball seven times. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, and he was yeah, doing he, like flips and stuff, and he's getting like freaking hit by hit stick yeah, by Fred like, Warner. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like y'all, like, let's like, like, let's calm down. Like, we don't want another setback in the preseason because y'all just can't wait to feed him the ball. Like, I know like, Sean Payton is itching to play him, though. He's itching to use Javante. You can just tell he wants to because he, he wants to use him just like he did Kamara. Like, give him the ball 90% of the offense. Like, come on, man. Bro, I said it in my stat in the stat predictions episode. I think he's getting 1K plus rushing yards this year. No, nah, he you will. I, I really do think so. It, and it just further proves me uh, you know, think he might even get more than that this year, which is crazy because I said I don't feel like he's going to really like hit his prime until next year. But this year, the way he looks at 100% plus and what he's doing in the preseason off just a, a you know limited snap count, it's kind of ridiculous. He is averaging four yards a carry, had four catches, 18 yards, just very reliable for Russell Wilson. We saw him kind of rely on him last year before he got hurt. It's just really, really positive and encouraging to see this. And like you said, it, Sean Payne is just itching to use him, and I feel like he's going to – him, Jerry, Judy, and Russ are going to be the identity of this offense. Just watch. You guys will see those three right there are going to be the trio and what this offense is, uh, you know, revolved around. I'm going to just – it is. I need Javante to really, like, really do good. I've drafted him in two of my fantasy leagues, and one of them is a money league. I'm, oh, wow. I'm really hoping – I'm hoping Javante 
Because, I mean, everybody forgot about him. Like, I got I got him in one time, like, the seventh round. I was like, is people just not seeing Jay Williams sitting there? I don't know if they thought it was Jamal Williams. I'm like, but I would definitely take my guy. But, yeah, I think um, my prediction, I think he'll definitely hit 1,000 yards, I think, definitely. Um, if he's healthy, if he can play, like, the full season, I think he'll definitely hit over 1,000 yards. But it, I want to see interesting receiving-wise, though. I want to see what he can do. I, I want to see if Sean Payton is actually going to give him the ball a lot. Because if he does – Javante's gonna have a whole bunch of yards and a whole bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Whole bunch. And I can't wait to see it. I ain't gonna lie. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I just love that they're they're making him the identity of this offense and making him a, a focal point. Um, we saw that earlier in t- early in today's game. Like you said, it was like 10 snaps, and he already had like six, seven touches, uh, even more than that. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, seven touches. So it, it's pretty ridiculous. My bad. Um, no, I- I was wrong. So he had he got the ball seven times, but he was targeting an extra time. So out of the if he played ten plays, they try to give him the ball eight times. That is ridiculous. So eight times out of ten is going to Javante. And you still got Julesich, <laughs> J- uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton waiting for those targets, and all of it's going to Javante. That just shows how talented of a player he is. Uh, Jordan, Javante is better than Jerry Judy. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I know he'll be watching. Nah, I, we, we did our player rankings on uh, with, uh, I think we had Trav on our live stream. And I do, yeah. believe, that, I do believe that Jerry Judy is a better player than Javante, but not for long, not for long. Um, let's go over our, uh, some more goods, uh, from today's, ep- uh, from today's game. Um, bowls. I feel like he looked better all around. Like I didn't see any plays where he was really like struggling in pass pro. Um, there was a few, uh, few plays where I felt like he, he got beat just a little bit, but like by any means he didn't hold head and didn't have any holding penalties, no false starts. Um, didn't give up any sacks, not much pressure at all. Um, I thought bowls looked really, uh, really, really good in the, you know, the, the first quarter. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because, you know, we kind of did go hard on him a little bit. I'm back and, yeah. you know, watch for, like, we kind of went in on him. Um, and it, it was just preseason. But, you know, we did say it could have been the field. Like, but yeah. it looked like he was scared to move on the field, which I don't blame him. That air is on the field. Just don't want to talk about that for about five seconds. That is an atrocity. So, but back to Garrett Bowles. Um, I think Bowles, he did look better, though. He looked better. It, it, he looked like. Basically tell everybody to shut up. Like I'm fine. Like I'm good. Um, because I do want him to be the starter. Like it just looked it looked scary for a second there because he he looked bad in the first like the, the Arizona game. He looked bad, but this game he did look really well. Yeah, just like a lot of Broncos fans figured out in 2020, Bulls plays when he's uh, plays his best when he's getting bullied. To be honest, like when, <laughs> when everybody's saying Garrett holds, he goes out and makes second second team All Pro. Like that's be one of the <laughs> first. Did, that has to be one of the funniest nicknames, Garrett holds. That is so crazy, bro. Whenever um, I love Mike, I love Mike McGlinchey so much. Uh, don't get me wrong, but whenever Joey brought up Mike McFlinchy on the pod. That was easily that. That's funnier to me. That 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 tops it. That's actually hilarious. If he starts getting some false starts, do not let do not let our fans get a hold of this clip. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. Mike McFlinchy, that's crazy. That is so crazy. Nah, but I'm really praying for the best for those guys because obviously we need our tackles to be at their at their absolute you know um, best for Russell Wilson this season starting week one. So, but I'm really glad that Garrett Bowles kind of bounced back and uh, you know it was a small sample size, but um, he did bounce back and kind of you know shut some of the haters up. Um, so you know, shut up, uh, shut us up as well. So um, let's let's hope he uh, continues to go out uh, week one and you know uh, you know builds off of this as well um, in the upcoming practices. Um, obviously starters are not expected to play against the Rams, um, but there are there is going to be joint practices with the starters. So um, we'll Good. see we'll see we'll see what we're going to hear from the media on that. Um, 
let's go ahead and talk about who I uh, predicted for a second week in a row uh, to be the offensive player of the game, um, who is easily the probably the best player on the field today, aside from the starters. Jalil McLaughlin had himself one, uh, you know, one amazing day. Yeah, quite the, you know, the performance. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and just make it sweet and short. I think he, he locked running back three up today. I don't think it's a competition anymore. I think maybe Tyler Beatty can sneak in just a little bit but like i don't know i feel like it's going to take quite a quite a big um you know performance from tyler Beatty or tony jones jr to actually take away this uh spot from Jalil mclaughlin because after today's performance i don't think sean Payne can look him in the eye and say yeah you're not you're not making the roster you said it best last episode he's having one of those philip Lindsay type camps where he is is taking over. He's making a name for himself. I mean, he looks explosive. He looks good. Cause then he he, he played returner today a little bit too. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, he 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 was the guy that broke it for like 44. 44 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. He's definitely one. He's making the team. If he doesn't make the team, I have no idea what we're doing. But he's having one of those Philip Lindsay type. Cause think about it, Philip when he came, he played returner too, and then he made the team kind of doing both. Cause he played returner for the most part. McLaughlin, he's having one of those type of preseason camps, man. He looks really, really good. You said it best. He locked up the spot. And it's going to – I mean, it's tough because Tony Jones, look, he had it locked up. And he lost it because Lil McLaughlin's definitely making the team. So, but he looked really good today. Yeah, uh, you said uh, Tony Jones. He had that forty-three yard carry. Yeah. That was uh, that was really cool to see. Actually, I feel like he he's going to be signed to the practice squad. He's going to be our our lead practice squad guy. If anybody goes down, that we can elevate him on game day. So I feel pretty confident. But Tyler Beatty as well. Yeah, Tyler Beatty as well. Though he's another candidate for the practice squad. I don't know if Sean Payne will carry two running backs on the practice squad. It's going to be tough. And then they just signed Dwayne Washington, the former Saint, who's played a lot of special teams over his career. I know the Broncos <laughs> highly value special teams, given it's been a weakness. Uh, you know a weak uh, phase of their team over the last you know five six seven years so um they definitely could use those special teams uh contributors but uh yeah Jill mclaughlin locked up that spot today um you know and you talked about uh potentially cutting him and you know how bad of a decision that would be if they cut it's either the broncos <laughs> put him on their 53 man roster and if they cut him he's not going to be a bronco because he's going to immediately be immediately yeah, he's going to be picked up by someone else. He's going Watch to it be the Chargers or the Raiders or the Chiefs. Scoop them up. Division rival. It always happens. <laughs> Yeah, and that's I'm actually yeah I'm actually kind of scared with like Tyler Beatty too because I feel like he uh, he is a, a talented player like I, I really do think so um I think he had the actually had the edge over Ty, uh um what's his name Tony Jones Jr I believe he had the edge over him um I think he's made more plays in preseason uh, the preseason opener and then camp as well um so he's another guy that could get scooped up by potentially a division rival and that's someone I would I would get pretty mad if he starts making plays against us but at the same time like you can't have so many running backs on your roster. Um, I know Jordan has said before that he thinks the Broncos might carry four running backs. Um, I don't think they will. Uh, I think they're going to kind of designate those to the practice squad, but um, we'll see how those kind of look. But yeah, Jalil McLaughlin, the best player on the football field today. He had 45 rushing yards, um, two total touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. Like J-Max said, a 44-yard return. He did muff a kick return, but I'm not going to put that too much on him. I feel like he rushed, you know, trying to, uh, you know, field that kick too soon when he was, probably should have let it hit the ground and fall to him. Um, he'll learn from those mistakes. He's a rookie undrafted free agent, so he's got a lot of uh, learning room. Um, he's gonna, he's behind two really, really good veterans, Javante Williams and Samaj Piran. So, um 
I, I definitely think he's going to be the running back three heading in the regular season. And whenever you see him get on the field, you really could have like a realistic uh, likelihood of him picking up like 10 yards, probably every play. All I got to say is I love it. I would like us to carry four running backs um, with Tyler Beatty, probably most likely being running back four. Like, you know, Javante P. Ron McLaughlin and um, Beatty. I don't know, man. I think Tony Jones is just, I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, it's it, not as explosive. Yeah, he's just not as explosive. He's a, I'm not saying he's bad. Like, don't get it twisted. I don't think he's bad, but it's just like those guys are young and explosive. And that's the thing with running back. That's why running back is kind of the most replaceable position. You want the youngest and most explosive guy on the team. That's just what you want. So, Yeah, and I know that's kind of hypocritical of me to say he's not explosive when he had that 43-yard carry today, but I feel like the run blocking was really good on that play, and it was a wide-open lane. Like, I feel like any – and if, by the way, if Shula McLaughlin got that carry, he's taking it to the house. He's – Tony Jones Jr. looked a little too little too slow on that play, but – um, and that's another thing, the speed. Just Tyler Beatty and Jill McLaughlin literally look like they run, like, four threes. They And Jill McLaughlin runs a 4-4, by the way. Um, so he he just got that home run speed, uh, very electric. Uh, he's gonna make the fifty three man roster. It's basically a lock at this point. And like I said, it's gonna take a miracle for uh, Beatty or Jones Jr. to steal that away from him. Um, so any other uh, positives you want to take away uh, from today's game? We talked about Bowles, McLaughlin, Maher, Russ. Um, I thought just real briefly, I thought Riley Dixon looked a lot better today. Uh, he had punts of 65, 63, 59, and 51 yards. Um, that's an average net of 49.5 yards uh, in the air. Um, so he looked a lot better today, obviously punting. Um, four times as opposed to, I believe it was only once or twice last week. So he got more opportunity and kind of proved himself today. So special teams looked a lot better today, except for like the return game. I felt like um, McLaughlin only had like the real, the only like good return. And um, then Mims didn't really get much of an opportunity uh, to, you know, kind of return punts. It was kind of like fair catching. Yeah. Um, so some positives I would have. First off, the defensive line looked insane. It looked really good today. When the starters yeah. were out there, you saw Zach Allen. I mean, and I've been kind of raving about him the offseason. I think I had I, would, I had I had a hot take that uh, Jonathan Cooper is going to beat out Frank Clark for that spot. I don't yeah. think any Bronco fan after seeing today would be mad at that at all. Jonathan Cooper, him and Randy Gregory, they look – I know I understand those against backups, but it's just the way they look, the flashes they give, the speed that they have coming off the edge. And Zach Allen looks really good too. I just want to say that. But the speed that they have and the dog they have in them, like you could tell they really gel together like – they really do gel on the same side. I've been waiting for Jonathan Cooper to get a chance that started for a while now. Um, but I really love that he was allowing Elijah Garcia calling it. He's gonna lock up that right end spot. He's gonna lock he's gonna lock that up. Like he's just he's a force. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Divas Alon looked really good. Yeah, Elijah Garcia had uh, one sack, one PBU, and one interception today. I mean, talk about a uh, really, uh, really cool hat trick um, for the second-year uh, NFL player. Um, I, I tweeted today, Elijah Garcia, welcome to the 53-man roster. I truly do I mean that. that. I, I, I think he, he's a lock to make it as well. Um, so I'm just really – I'm so happy that, like, so, so many depth players this offseason have actually, like, stepped up their game like last year did we see any of this i felt like so many depth players you cannot rely on them this year jacob just took a big leap nick benito is taking a big leap jaquan oh. millen is taking a big leap elijah garcia is taking a big leap matt henningson made plays today even though he's had his ups and downs he made a really I, good you know i really do like matt henningson though 
Yeah, and then uh, Elijah Garcia, you know, picked off that uh, PBU from Matt Hanningson. So I'm just really glad we're having so many players actually step up because with all these injuries that we've had over the years, you need guys to, you know, have that next man up mentality. And guys are actually stepping up to the plate. You love to see it. And, yeah, like, you're 100% right. I want to remind people, we won the Super Bowl, yeah, because we had a loaded defense and everything, but it was also because of depth. We had guys that could step up and make plays, come in the game in rotation that can make plays, and it matters. Like, yeah, it matters what you bring out there on the starters, but, man, depth is depth, depth is the key. Like, that's it is what it is. I think that we went out and drafted depth. Like, yeah, we drafted some starters and things like that, but – like we were talking about all, most of our draft picks are depth, you know, picks. Marvin Mims and Drew Sanders, just two to right off the bat. Raleigh Moss. I mean, yeah, like those guys are going to play, but, you know, those guys are like wide receiver fours, uh, linebacker threes, corner fours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just great depth. And, I mean, that's how you win. Like now you see in the preseason other guys starting to step up, guys that people ain't even heard of. Jonathan Cooper's been a backup since he came. Giving him start, like starting him alongside Randy Gregory looked really good today. I mean, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm really glad that the depth they're stepping up and they're showing like, yeah, it's preseason, but like you just see flashes that it could be it, it can be translated to regular season. Yeah, and a lot of these guys are playing for their jobs. I think I liked how exactly. Sean Payne talked about that. Um, kind of like that Bill Parcells mentality where you don't want these starters to take off their pads and stuff throughout the game, just doing interviews because yeah. a lot of your your peers and your teammates are fighting for jo their jobs. Of the, and this is the really important for the rest of their life. Like this, all the whatever that however they look in preseason can set themselves up for future contracts of millions and millions of dollars that can eventually set them you know uh, good for the rest of their life. And so um, that. That's why a lot of these guys are showing out because they are playing for for jobs, and this does you know play a big you know factor into the rest of their NFL careers. And I'm so glad that we have a guy like Sean Payton who understands the importance of um you know these depth players. And I feel like that's a big reason why these guys are stepping up the uh, stepping up to the plays because Sean Payton is making sure that our starters do have these guys' backs, and it's not just guys going off to the side doing their interviews and stuff. It's a whole group yeah, and a collaborative and just a family environment. Yeah, and like. I'm just so glad we got Sean Payton, man. And another thing is, like, a lot of the starters know, like, man, this is new coaching staff. Everything is new. Like, I have to impress them, too. Like, I can't just – me, yeah, guys like Justin Simmons are tan and, you know, all of our best players, yeah, I mean, they're not going to have to worry about that. But guys that positions aren't like that, we're considered locked. Like, they have to know, too. Like, I got to impress this coaching staff. The guys that brought me here, the guys that love me, they're gone. This is all brand new. And I think Sean Payton made that message loud and clear. And I think we're seeing the results of it, of guys fighting. Like you said, they're fighting for their job, fighting for their lives. Exactly what they're doing out there. They're fighting for their careers. And I just love to see it. I mean, because both games coming down to the wire like they did. I mean, yeah, we lost. But, I mean, the game came down. That's two games that come down to the wire. I mean, that shows some fight. Like, that's still a good thing. Yeah, speaking of Sean Payne, I know we saw his debut last week, but today I just had to pinch myself because seeing Sean Payne out there in Broncos gear, calling Man. plays, fighting for his team on that sideline. Whenever Virgil, Virgil did score, I will I will battle to the end of time that he did score on that reception, and he was out there screaming at the referees and stuff. Like I love that that fire, that passion. That he, he just has that authority where you know you you have a leader on your team, and um, not only the team but this entire organization. Like it's just good knowing that you have an alpha figure like Sean Payne now a part of the Broncos because you're just in a much better position than you were in a, a long time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just love to see it, man. I love to see that. Like, we didn't see that at all last year. 
when we saw it with uh, the end of the year, please forgive me. What was the guy's name that took over at the end of the year? Uh, Jerry Rosberg. Yeah. Jerry Rosberg. We saw that with him in Bronco. You know, all of us loved it, but we didn't, we haven't had that in a while. You know, that fire. I mean, people say Fangio had it, but I mean, Sean Payton is going to, he doesn't care if it's preseason or not. Like he's going to fight. And that's, I, I love it, man. I'm just, I'm so glad he's our head coach. Absolutely. Um, so you touched on the D line that wraps up our good uh, from the, the game today. And I know the Broncos lost, but I feel like we had a lot more good to go off of, um, you know, in this game rather than last week. Um, let's go ahead and start off going uh, over real quickly over the bad from today's preseason loss. Um, I want to start off with someone who I feel like not a lot of people talked about, but I thought he had a yeah, he did not. I, I'm just going to be honest. He had a bad game today. Uh, Kendall Hinton. Um, he had a holding penalty. Um, he had a, I think it was an offensive pass interference, something like that. He also had two drops. Um, just didn't look like the best today. I know Ben DiNucci didn't always put him in the best spots to make plays um, and kind of threw, you know, forced some passes that maybe shouldn't have forced. But at the same time, I feel like Kendall Hinton did play too good today. And I don't know. I think uh, his, his best look is the practice squad now because I don't think he's making the 53-man roster at all anymore. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I did see that. Um... And I, I like Kendall Hinton. I thought he did really, I don't want to say really well for his last season, but he kind of stepped up. Was, yeah. he, we talked about he was Russ's uh, go-to guy on third down situations, which is, I mean, that's that's bad. But anyway, but I mean, Kendall Hinton, I mean, it sucks. Like, I do like him, but he's one of those guys where this isn't the old coaching staff. Yeah, like you're somewhat legendary in Broncos history for that game, but this is a new coaching staff. You will be put in your place. You will be cut if, you you know, this happens and, yeah, I think you hit it right on the money practice squad because it's gonna unless he goes out there next week and explodes like a performance where you get penalties and drops, it's gonna be tough, man. Speaking of that Kendall Hinton game, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Sean Payne was on the Hey K uh, Up and Adam show, um, and he actually for the first time since that game talked about uh, Kendall Hinton in the game, and he said he went up to Taysom Hill like pregame and was like, "Look, the only," and he said that he was watching Kendall Hinton's passes like in the pregame warmups, and he said he saw multiple multiple of them just hitting the ground like way off target on the receivers, and he went up to Taysom Hill and was like, "Listen, the only way we're gonna lose this that we can lose this game is if you throw uh, intercept." And he said whenever uh, Sang Bassey uh, picked off Taysom Hill later in the game, he actually uh, started getting like a, a little uh, nervous. But he knew uh, at, in the, at the end of the day it was a big blowout. I think it was like 31 to 3 or something like that. But I, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny, though, the way he joked about that. And he also said he's given uh, Kendall Henson a little bit of a hard time about it in practice and stuff. But, I mean, you got you to gotta take it easy on the guy. The dude hasn't played quarterback <laughs> in ever, and literally 24 hours before game time, he's that starting at so quarterback. Crazy. I can't I, believe that actually went down in the books. My brother's a Saints fan. He still talks shit about that. It man, makes no sense. I remember people were picking him up and put him in the flex. Like, what do you think he's – I'm like, bro, what do you guys think is like, – like, what do you think he's going to do? Throw for 100 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah, I got a quarterback in my flex, man. No, like – he went out there and did nothing. And I'm like, I, I don't blame him. Like, he's a receiver that they put to quarterback. The fact that we were in that position, it was just insane. COVID, like, we had Kendall Hinton out there is insane. Those people ended <laughs> up getting negative fantasy points. So, uh, great decision on your part. Uh, he threw, threw multiple interceptions and, like, 13 passing yards. 
Anyways, uh, let's go over some uh, more bads from the game. Um, ben Powers, I don't think he didn't have a bad game, but I feel like there was a few reps where I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not looking the best in pass, bro. But um, he did give up a sack on one of the first plays of the game. Um, and it's a second a week in a row where I felt like he was one of our worst offensive linemen in terms of pass, bro. Run blocking, though, don't get me wrong. He looked really good. But pass, bro, he did struggle a little bit. But at the end of the day, as a, ba- a big Ben uh, Powers truther myself, I don't have much uh, worry about him going into the regular season. But I do, if I have to list out a bad, and I'm going to be unbiased, I will say Ben Powers didn't look uh, particularly great in pass, bro, today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just funny hearing you say that. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about that. I was just that. <laughs> J-, J Mac knows the, that's that was my guy in the offseason, bro. He's my favorite free agent. You got all the the BA pod truthers, you guys, and all the, the OGs. You guys know during the free agent uh episodes and stuff, I was pounding the table for Ben Powers, bro. He I wanted to get engaged to him and everything, bro. Like <laughs> That was, that was my guy, bro. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I love I love uh, Ben Powers. Oh, okay. I'm gonna just say, um, I mean, I I kind of knew this when we got him. I knew he was just run first and pass second. Um, is he's not terrible in pass pass pro, but he's not great. Like he's not just you know he's not gonna be one of the best in pass protection. You might see him statistically probably one of the lower half of the league in pass protection. But I mean, he's insane in run blocking, the perfect run blocker. I mean. But I feel like Quinn, Quinn and Miners is kind of the same way in a sense, though. Like, and that's why I'm glad to see Russ getting the ball a lot quicker. But yeah, I mean, Ben Powers, I mean, I, I kind of expected this. I didn't expect, you know, us to be talking about it in preseason, but um, I kind of expected this. But I'm is sorry. It- it's just, it's so funny to hear you say something unbiased about Ben Powers. I'm sorry. Bro, you, I, I'm always going to be honest about the players, though, at the end of the day. Like, he, he didn't play good. I can't just sit on you and be like, oh, he looked amazing in pass, bro, when there's literally film out there say, stating otherwise. So, like, I, I can't just – that. how hypocritical of that would be? I would be straight up lying yeah, to no. you guys. You guys pay – you got the listeners. I'm always – I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Uh, I think we uh, we pride ourselves on being honest on this show. So, yeah. Ben Powers didn't look the greatest today. Also, something I, w- I want to be really honest about and something that uh, Jordan actually wanted – He's not on the show today, but he wanted me to uh, tell you guys <laughs> this, that uh, Tremont Smith, he thinks, should be cut by Monday morning. Um, <laughs> Tremont, guys, I want to be honest. Tremont Smith, J-Mac was completely right about him. Uh, he is just not good, bro. He got beat on such the easiest, simple <laughs> he got this. He just got beat on the easiest routes. <laughs> Nah, this is getting clipped. This is getting clipped. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Bro, because, oh, my God. Because I told y'all, man. I said, if we put him at You're returner, right. I told you. I said, and I said the same thing. I said, if he has another bad game like that, he needs to be cut the next morning. Jordan took the words out of my mouth, man. I'm sorry. That is just, oh, my God. Tremont Smith, I mean, it's no no hate, like you know what I'm saying, but bruh, corner, no, no, yeah, he's no, uh, th- no, 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 no. I mean, it's fourth and fifth stringers. I'm cooking. Let him cook. Let them cook. Like, it's bad, man. So I gotta say it, it's 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 wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's not it, looking great for him. There's actually uh, there's some people in the media who actually think he's he's definitely not making the roster as well. It's it's basically it, it's kind of funny though because it's it's 
I it's not really early. It's we're about to we're weeks away, so like it's not early to say that. But yeah, it's it's weird because he had he did have good plays and good days at training camp. But yeah, seeing him do this in game, it's a it's big worry. Uh, it's very worrisome. Um, you know, getting cooked on multiple occasions during games and then not getting any reps at returner. He did get some reps pregame, which it was like, okay, maybe maybe they have something up their sleeve. Maybe Sean Payne's going to throw him in a few kicks uh, or punts during the game. Nope. No Tremont Smith, no sign of him at all. It was only uh, Mims, uh, Mont- uh, Montreal, Washington, and then Jaleel McLaughlin. So no action at all for Smith at returner. And if he if he's not, you know, making plays on, you know, at corner, then it's really the only thing is like, okay, make it, maybe he can make plays at gunner on special teams. No, Fabian Moreau makes more plays than him at gunner on special teams. He ended up recovering a muff and having some, you know, sending some serious heat. Uh, at, you know, being the gunner on special teams. So if Fabian Moreau's outperforming him at gunner on special teams, then literally what the hell is Smith doing at all for us at that point? So it's I'm, crazy, man. I really, I, a, I genuinely, I'm being so honest. I thought he was going to be better today, but he, he wasn't. Somebody in the Broncos front office has to tell me what was the plan. I have to know what the plan was. Like you sign up for a two-year deal. I'm thinking everybody thought returner, right? Corner depth gets nothing at returner and is an absolute terrible corner. I'm just, I'm, this has to be one of the most like baffling, like weirdest signings that I think the Broncos may have ever made. I mean, nobody's really talking about it though. That's the thing. I think we're the only people who notice like Tremont Smith. Like, what is going, what happened? Yeah. But two, I mean, it's, two, two years, five million, by the way. Like I'm not I hate to say this, but it's the truth. We could have used that money somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere else. Like, I mean, like he was the guy we went out and got. Like, you saw somebody like that in the early, that's a specific signing. Like, no, you guys are saying we want Tremont Smith. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean it was better options out there. You're like, no, we want Tremont Smith. We're gonna go get him this early. We want him. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what, but I mean he's getting cooked. Like in the Arizona game, he was getting cooked. In this game, it was no better. So uh, George is so funny for that. I mean, at this point, why 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 plan for the next preseason game? Like, if you're not gonna yeah. say, "Hey, man, go out there and try returner," and the only way he makes a team if he does returner at this point is if he runs a kickback. That's the only way I, I can see him maybe making a team. But nah, he's yeah. not. He's even with that. He takes like, a kickoff to the house. He's still not making it, <laughs> bro. Like. <laughs> Okay, that's 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 not nice, but um, <laughs> Tremont Smith, not the best game, man. That's definitely one of the wor- the the you know more negative takeaways from the game. Um, it's not looking too bright for him. Just on a serious note, like not even joking around at all. Not looking good at all for him. Um, my prediction is just like all three of us. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he's going to be cut fairly soon. I think this was this is one signing where George Payne's going to just have to look himself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm, I messed up on this one. And it's Sean Payne as well. Cause it's not, yeah, like it's, it's Sean not Payne, it's, these are Sean Payne and George Payne like signings. This has been made known by Mike Cliss. Like the, it's Sean Payton's one of the, he's one of the guys in the front office basically. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. That was, I like I said, I haven't seen us do anything like this in, I don't think ever like sign somebody that's like, that specific that early and then he just doesn't like i don't know man it's it's weird but 
I hope he goes somewhere else and does really well. I just want to end, it, end that off on that. I really do. I really do hope that he goes somewhere else and he performs at a high level. I do hope that. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is uh, Jarrett Stidham. He went 12 of 17 for 130 yards, but I felt like he did not play a, a good game, in my opinion. In my opinion, I felt like he looked too indecisive. I felt like um, he was a little too inconsistent. The stat line might mislead you to think, oh, okay, he only had five incompletions. He still threw for 130 yards, averaged more than 10 yards per completion. But no, I don't. I don't think he looked great. And um, my confidence still is like, I, I'm not too sure that he he was the absolute best decision to go out and pay five million annually for. Like, I honestly, I would have like liked for them to not sign Tremont Smith and. Maybe maybe have gotten Mike White instead. Like I feel like there were some better options at backup quarterback out there. Um, I'm still gonna be. Taylor I'm still. Heineke, Andy Dalton. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Heineke was one of the guys I remember I mentioned on the pod. Like there, there's Andy Dalton. I'm not a fan of though, but um, <laughs> other other options out there like Mike White and Taylor Heineke were like two of my top options. Um, there, I remember we talked a lot about Jameis Winston as well. Connection to Sean Payton. Um, I talked about uh, Teddy B, uh, who's now wearing number fifty for the Lions. Um, and why you had to why you had, <laughs> I, why I, you had I, to throw that out there? I just love throwing side notes out there because obviously I've defended Teddy a lot on this show, and wearing number fifty is actually pretty cool. Um, no, 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 it's 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 hard. It looks cold. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, what do you think about Stidham's performance today? Um, he should he don't get me wrong in that in that second quarter, like he that two minute drive, he was cooking. He, like he was making some good uh, throws, but that third quarter, man, it was it just did not look good. I mean, I think we're stuck with him regardless. I mean, yeah. unless you go get Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, or um, I don't even know who else is out there. Nick Foles, yeah. So unless you go get one of those guys, that's not really no great. I just think backup quarterback. Well, the big controversy is like, can Ben DiNucci be a better backup than him? Yeah, um, I think he can, man. Like, I think we talked about he's a gamer. I mean, he didn't have the best game. He had a pretty good game yeah. today, but it wasn't it was the best. It was average. But I mean, Stidham just doesn't look quarterback too. Like, he doesn't look. He like you say, he looks indecisive, inconsistent. Doesn't know where to go with the ball. Like, you don't see that if you get a quarterback too. It's usually like a veteran guy who's been around the league and is known for the quarterback two role. I mean, Stidham, this is. Like his, I don't want to say his first. I mean, he was with the Raiders, but like, this is his first time. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be the quarterback too. Like, I'm not gonna get the game, and it just, I don't. He doesn't really look. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't mind the signing. Like, I just, I never thought Jared Stidham was gonna be something. I mean, like we talked about the last episode about how they're saying he studies film, he's just great mind, you know, all that. But you got to execute it on the field, and he just looks shaky. He looks nervous out there, and. For a quarterback too, man, because when if, if if the time comes, you have to be ready. You can't be indecisive and shaky. That can't happen. So at yeah. this point, at this point, it if Ben DiNucci goes out there and balls out, because the last game is the Rams, right? Yeah. If he goes out and balls out, then it's he's a quarterback too. It's so weird because Stidham was like literally he was literally better than Russ at the beginning of camp in terms of getting the ball off fast. Like I went there in person, I was like, man, this dude is literally taking like two seconds to make his reads and throw the ball. Like it was pretty cool to see. Like and when I was there at camp, he looked better than Russ. It was it's actually kind of crazy to say they were like neck and neck. But once I left for some reason, he um and then preseason starts, Stidham just does not look good. There's so many plays where I was in group chats and people were literally just spamming, Stidham, throw the fucking ball. Like you're you're just sitting there back just 
patting the ball, not throwing it. There's also some plays where I was just getting so mad because there's these wide open running lanes, literally no no linebackers, no nothing, and he's just keeping his eyes downfield with the first down markers literally a few yards away, and you're just not running the ball. Like you used your legs at, at times, and you're actually an underrated athletic quarterback. Like you can, you're very under underrated when you use your legs. I saw that in person at camp, and he just didn't want to do that today. It was really weird. He did it better in Arizona. Um, I, I'm just not too enthused by uh, Sims' performance today. Um, I'm definitely I need to see uh, you know some a good scrimmage against the Rams and then a good preseason game against the Rams as well. Um, one of the last things I want to talk about today is the backup secondary. We talked about uh, Tremont Smith, but I felt like the backup secondary just did not look good at all today. They actually allowed a total of 282 passing yards uh, in like the second half-ish, plus a little bit of the end of the second quarter uh, between De Sam Darnold and Trey Lance combined. 173 of those yards were from uh, Trey Lance, and don't get me wrong, it's a third overall pick going against third and fourth stringers, so I do expect those guys to get beat by Trey Lance. Like, that's the expectation is that Trey Lance needs to kind of, you know, cook against them. But um, those guys, um, they definitely looked a little bit too inconsistent. Um, I feel like Delonte Hood didn't play as bad of a game as he had uh, did in that week one. So kudos to him. Um, I thought J.L. Skinner, he had a really good hit on a running back, but he didn't look too good, after, I thought, in the game. Um, Devon Key as well. So I, the backup secondary looks a little questionable, but a lot of these guys are just going to be practice squad guys anyways. Yeah, um, I talked about it on the last um, you know, game we did. about. I was very concerned about the depth at secondary and how they looked. It didn't look good. Yeah, Tremont Smith is a huge key of why that is what it is, but I'm still really concerned. Like you said, we gave up all those yards, and I know it's, it's expectation, but still, regardless of the who the quarterback is, you're still going up against, you know, third, fourth-string receivers at the end of the day. Like, yeah. It's an even matchup in that part, regardless of who's the quarterback, because guys got to get open or guys can get shut down. You see what I'm saying? So That's true. I mean, I don't know what you can really do at this point. You're kind of late in the offseason. Um, I mean, there's still guys in free agency that you can get, but I just think, like you said, a lot of guys are going to be practice squad. One guy that is actually weird, was that you that wrote the article about J.L. Skinner? Oh, yeah, not making the team, yeah. I, I, I that is great. he won't make the team. That's crazy. Like, that would be – I don't see them like cutting him though. I, I mean, it's like it, it is very tricky though. Yeah, because I, I see where you're coming from. Like it's their sixth round pick. Like it's way too soon to make that type of decision. But I, I DTY has just played a lot better than this offseason. And then today, I thought he had a not not so great game in my opinion. But at the same time, it's like. He is the rookie. He's on his rookie contract. You just got him. And if he does go to the practice squad, um, he's probably going to get picked, picked up. up. He's going to yeah. get picked up. He's a six four safety. He's a six four safety that can hit. He's definitely gonna get picked up. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, four safeties. Do you go with the draft pick or? The, I mean, they did draft Turner Yellow a while back, so he's like, but Literally he's been on the year. team for me. Yeah, it's tough. Like, it's really tough. I mean, you can. Do you keep both? You can't because the idea is to have four safeties. safeties. Yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got Kareem because it's right now Justin, Caden, Caden Stearns, Kareem Jackson, and PJ Locke. And then who are the other guys? Um, and then you would add JL Skinner, DeLauren Turner Yell to that. Um, and yeah. Devon Key. Devon Key's not making it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really tough, man. I mean, maybe five. I mean, it's definitely going to be five safeties. Four, definitely. But I think if you go five safeties, you got to go Skinner. You have to because, I mean, you just drafted him 
and it was so much promise. Like, he was supposed to be – like, I was thinking that this dude could probably low-key be our best pick, like, underrated. Like, he looked it. But, I mean, I, I, it's preseason, man. It's too early to, to cut a rookie that you draft just because of not a good preseason. Like, that's very – that's rare. Like yeah. It, but it's like at the same time, like we, it, you got to have that same logic with, you know, how you're talking about, you know, Ben DiNucci uh, outperforming Stidham. Like at that point, if he's playing better, it doesn't matter who has more experience or who's getting more money. Like you just get the, you get the job if you're playing better. DT, DTY has played a lot better than Skinner, but at yeah. the same time, he's a rookie. That's expected. He plays better. So I don't know. That's a really tough decision for George Payne to go after because DTY is George Payton's guy, and then JL Skinner is Sean Payton's guy. So it's going to kind of be like a, um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I don't know what they're going to do. If it was me, I mean, it's kind of like Kiss 22. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get the guy that's playing better, but it's like you just drafted this guy. Like, you just drafted. I would probably go with uh, the thing is, like, everybody's saying so that. Everybody's saying DTY is like a core special teams player, though. Like, he flies down the field, he makes tackles. Um, he, he just flies even in the secondary he's flying all around the fleet field we even saw him making some good uh, tackles as well today so um he just brings a lot more special teams uh, experience and um skill than uh, as opposed to skinner so it, it's gonna be really tough honestly I would be mad too mad with how they go about that but at the same time I would be pretty mad if skinner does get, end up getting picked up somewhere else and just has like a really good career that's, that's what I'm saying like guys like him is tricky because like, you cut a guy just because, I mean, he's not he's having a disastrous preseason. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's like he's blowing coverage and he's giving up all these touchdowns. Yeah. Traymond Smith. But, I mean, it's just. Hmm. Yeah. At the, at the same time, you do have to remember, we have a really good problem on our hands. We have so yeah. many damn safeties that that's are. It's, it's like not that, a bad that, problem. Yeah. It's not yeah, a bad that's problem. What's, that's what's creating, creating this uh, this little controversy is that you have. Uh, Justin Simmons, a Cream Jackson, a Caden Stearns, and if we didn't bring back Kjack, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. But at the same time, I would rather have just brought back Kjack in the first place. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we have a good problem on our hands. Uh, regardless, um, I feel like if DTY would be signed to the practice squad, he probably he might get signed or, uh, from a different team. But at the same time, I I don't think he would. So probably JL Skinner will make the team, probably. But I don't know. Yeah, what, what I was gonna say is. Um... Like with the whole Skinner in DTY, I mean, it's. I think Sean Payton is going to go with. I think at the end of the day, he's going to go with the better guy. And I think if that. I because mean, we've seen six, seven round picks get cut before the season. Like we see that all the time. That's not nothing that's like, you know, new or unheard of. It's just like in this case, it's Sean Payton's first round of draft picks as a head coach. So you want to see some investment. But I think if. I, I think when it's all said done, if DTY. Is the better player. I think Sean Payton will demote Skinner to the practice squad. I just think he will. Yeah, if you do, if you go back to his New Orleans roster, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, literally, like dating all the way back till I don't know how long, he always carries five safeties on his roster. So it's looking like someone's gonna uh, get cut um, at that, or you know, at least two safeties are gonna get cut. So um, it's unfortunate, but. That's just the name of the game, and the Broncos can't carry a million DBs, even though the more DBs that you have, the, the better, but you just can't carry a million DBs. Um, yeah, I was going to say, one guy I do want to bring up that I want Bronco fans to calm down is the same Bassey. What did I say the last episode we did? He's a guy that he's just comfortable. He's going to do – he's going to get enough to make the team. Got another pick today off of, the, off of a deflection. Yeah. But if you watch the game, 
guy gives up. I mean, he had a better game today, but I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, he had like, a better game. I don't – I mean, what's your take on it? I think regardless, he's going to be the backup nickel. Like, nobody can play nickel better than him. Like, that's the thing. Because Jaquan McMillan, they really want him to be the backup to uh, Pastor Sand. Like, that's what they really, really want. So, um, he's he's basically locked in the cornerback three spot. And with him having that spot, you can't really expect him to be the backup nickel if he's inserting, you know, on a, a rotational basis with Mathis and Sertan. So, um, I think regardless, like, the Broncos just don't have enough uh, nickel corners. And with Riley Moss with that sports hernia right now he's making the reg- roster regardless and these two interceptions uh really help this case for that um so i think uh and there's a chance he might actually start week one because kwan williams we got our uh, news oh, from God. mike Kliss that um he's dealing with uh i can't remember what the injury was but he got like a second yeah, opinion so. from a doctor and uh and- he ended up yeah he's gonna take a little bit additional time and he's gonna be questionable for week one so bassie might be starting week one and that's gonna be against Hunter Renfro. Lord have mercy. I hope. I hope Kawhi Williams kick it back. I, I really do, cause we gotta win that game against the Raiders. That's a must-win game. But I think all in all, we will. Yeah, Riley Moss might be uh, back in time for that game as well. I think well, I'm pretty sure he will be. I mean, and I feel like if they're still injured, I feel like why not just go sign a corner? I'm not too sure who else is out there. I know they signed Fabian Moreau, though. I don't. He's not. Yeah, a nickel I corner, forgot about but. you know. Yeah, he's not a nickel corner. He's outside. But I mean, I th- I think the be- is the best because Darby got picked up by the Ravens. I think the best corner yeah. is Bryce Callahan. Oh yeah, and he like uh, he worked out for somebody like um, the other day. It may, really? may have been the Dolphins. He did. Please uh, don't let him go to Miami. Yeah, Callahan worked out for someone the other day. I'm a big Bryce Callahan yes. guy. Yes, it's. The Dolphins. I'm not gonna lie. If he goes to the Dolphins, that may be the best secondary in the league. Ramsey, Howard, Callahan, and those safeties. Lord have mercy. Yeah. But no. It, it, but but if we were to get one, like a, I, I would love to pick him back up. I mean, he can play outside and slot, and he still play. I mean, he played a full season last year. I feel like it wouldn't be the worst thing. It's gonna be the Vic Fangio connection that makes him go to Miami. Yes, I forgot it. Yeah, he's going to Miami, man. I forgot all about that. He's going to Miami. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and he's gonna ball. He's gonna ball out too. Just ball watch out. him in that. Him in that uh, in Fangio system. He, he's really good as long man, as he can stay healthy. Man, the the crazy thing is with Ramsey out, he is the perfect. Out. He can play outside. That's the thing people get. He's a good outside corner. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be probably better than when Byron Jones was. That's gonna be a late, still late pickup, man. I was I was hoping that we would at least work him out or something. Try to bring him back, but. And I'm not gonna lie, Darby. Darby going to the Ravens was, was was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed all of our uh, positive and negative takeaways from the Denver Broncos preseason week two loss. Obviously, uh, preseason does not really matter in terms of like who wins and loses. It's all about you know the takeaways from your depth and who's kind of stepping up. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot of guys that stepped up today that I was really happy about. But there's also some guys that I wanted to see step up and they just simply did not. So, um. It, these, this next week, you guys got to stay tuned on the show because there's probably going to be some guys getting cut and there's going to be a lot of reactions from us and, um, you know, what 
what the roster looks like in a, a week or so. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. All that support is greatly appreciated. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow, leave a five-star rating, um, turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Uh, the Broncos will be playing the Rams next week, so make sure you guys are staying tuned for that with all our uh, you know previews for that game as the Broncos uh, finish up preseason and head into the regular season. Uh, Broncos football is officially back, ladies and gentlemen, um, so make sure you guys are sticking it out uh, with uh, you know me, Jordan, and J-Mac here on the Broncos Avenue Podcast. But I'm your host, Amir, uh, with my coach, J-Mac. Until the next episode, peace. peace.